You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Culture from the belly of the beast once a week. I'm your host, Dan, for this episode 100 of Musings of a Geek. Oh, I forgot. We're not recording this one. No, it's recording right now. You say that now. Ep- <laughs> episode, I know, I've, I've deleted all of the uh, anniversary episodes, but this is indeed episode 100, and we are 69 days away from MusingsCon 2015 in Las Vegas. With me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Des. How many days away from The Force Awakens are we? I have no idea. And Will. <laughs> Isn't it sad that Dan's looking more forward more to Vegas than he is to Star Wars? So... I have this idea I just suddenly came upon. So if our fan out there, I don't know if, if he's tech savvy, um, can go back and take the first five seconds of every one of our episodes, blink them together to demonstrate <laughs> the sloping increase of Dan's volume across 100 episodes, that would be pretty cool. Uh, I, would, I would watch that YouTube video. You should never listen to episode one. My intro is terrible. Oh, God, it's awful. <clears throat> it's, it's the same intro, but I'd like, I sound like I'm trying to be silky smooth sound. It's awful. Hello. Hello. It's, it's, it's awful. And actually, interestingly enough, um, our first episode came out uh, September 8th. 2002. So this is technically also our really? 2012. What? Really? 2012. We've been doing this for 13 years. <laughs> well, technically our third anniversary week of podcasting. So it's not. I like the idea that we were recording the podcast 13 years ago, like six years before we knew each other. That's Dan. amazing. That, that that would be an accomplishment that's, by that's God. Three years ago, right I was so young and naive. But this is this is this is true. So 100 episodes. I, I'd like to say um, on this are. Our three-year, 100-episode anniversary. I have to compliment Justwell on his ability to now, most of the time, remember that he must speak into the microphone. I know. We're, we're yeah, I had to develop the tendency to actually do that. I haven't worked out actually saying something interesting when I do talk, but... Give me like six, seven more years. I'll get there. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. The ten year anniversary. So hundred episodes. Here's the thing: we have done more than a hundred episodes of podcasting together, but this is the hundredth episode of a single podcast where Will rolls the dice. Yes. So, thoughts, comments, concerns. We done two Vegas episodes. We're gonna do our third one this uh, in sixty nine days, which will be fun. Um, it's been exciting. It's been a good ride. I've had such a good time. How many of them am I audible on? Um, most of them. We've had some good guests. However, there was one moment two episodes ago where you did give a speech from the back of your chair. Yeah. 
Yeah. For one brief moment, you forgot the microphone <coughs> and tried to talk from like seven feet away. I was in my zone. He was, it was true. <laughs> it was in a zone. Um, and for those of you, we did last week, we had, because uh, I had to get them out, we had not one, but two episodes of Music of a Geek Kit, episode well, 98 really and 99. Count. I know, episode 99 was really Will waxing poetic for an hour about fantasy football and Tom Brady. That's not true. I also, oh, I also um, contributed this last week. I went, mmm. <laughs> oh, a lot. Oh, uh, important announcement. <clears throat> I've probably said a lot of things uh, defending the Patriots and Tom Brady over the last <laughs> several months. Feeling some regret now, are we? We're taking all the Fuck back. Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck I'm, the Patriots. I am not. I am not going to turn on Tom Brady at this moment. It's not because I like him. I actually hate him. I hate his team. I hope they lose every single game from now until the end of time. However, just because they were massive cheaters does not mean that the organization that is the umbrella company for their sport should just make up fake charges. Okay. Try not covering up the actual cheating, jackasses. I don't know what just happened. Do you hear the controversy from last night's game? No, no, no. Guy was just too, I, okay. So uh, in our league, I was facing Gronk, and he scored with Brady like something like twenty nine points, and fuck everybody. Yeah, I was it. facing Brady and Gronk in one league. Um, oh, that hurts. Yeah, I'm down like sixty or seventy points. So um, yeah, no, the controversy from last night—they were playing in New England. So Pittsburgh figured something would come up. <clears throat> and it turned out that the headsets that the coaches used to communicate with one another uh, couldn't really hear themselves. All they could really hear was the New England local radio broadcast of the game drowning out their attempts to communicate with one another. Oh! I think the Patriots come out and said, oh, the, the league takes care of that. We don't know anything about that. We have the same problem, we swear. I thought you were talking about the New York Times story. Was it New York Times? Which one? Someone just recently released a story, I think it was on Monday, that the the previous scandal... Oh, that Spygate was way bigger than initially like reported? Seven years bigger than it was initially reported. Um, and uh, that basically the entire Deflategate thing was, you know... A makeup call? The league trying to make a makeup call. Even that's fucked up, because you already punished the team. You, you dropped a million-dollar fine and took away two draft picks, including mm -hmm. their first-round pick. Yeah. yeah. So you punished shit out of the team way beyond what was called for. But then what you really, really fought to the death for was to punish the quarterback, who had no role in Spygate at all. Mm -hmm. like nothing. Um, yeah, no, basically what the allegation was, which the team, of course, denies, was that it wasn't just that they videotaped the team's defensive signals of practice once, uh, but that they had been doing it for years. For years. For years. For years. And uh, they had worked out, like, having their backup quarterback participate in calling out, like, things that they had learned and that they would send a staffer into the opposing team's locker room to steal. Uh, like, a lot of teams will script out, say, their first 10 or 20 plays. Yeah. Um, and there was an allegation that teams would sometimes leave those scripts behind in the locker room when going out to the field, and the one. Patriots would go steal them. Yeah. <laughs> but but, it, but it, it was so that it was so prevalent that some teams, Dan, put out fake sheets. So they knew this was going on! Yes. And that's a lot of it. A lot of teams have basically said, we always assume the Patriots are doing bad things, and we try to, be, we try to look out for it. There was an allegation that I think both Mike Shanahan and I think Tony Dungy mm -hmm. swept their locker rooms, like hired companies, to sweep their locker rooms for bugs. Oh, my God. Assuming the Patriots were probably listening in on them. Like, somebody. Not Belichick, but somebody. somebody was listening in. Yeah. It's Boston. That's, that's what they do up there. 
Anyway, episode 100, and we're talking about football. That, Sorry. That, that's, Sorry. That's what we do. Um, and two-thirds of this podcast actually enjoys talking about football. Uh, this it's, is it's a, a geek podcast, it's though. It's a geek. Well, no, football is geeky. If it is you, now that it's numbers and freaking math. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, 100 episodes. Thank you, guys. Happy, sad, thoughts, anything fun you liked that didn't like. We learned about Affleck being Batman on the podcast. Yeah. We've done our top. We're, we're going to do our top five albums soon. We're gonna, oh, I announced that, right? Yes. We're actually going to do it in Vegas. We'll do our top five albums. No, no, no. It's the Affleck thing. Yeah. yeah no. We, they announced that we were on the podcast. We've done. Oh, and we're going to do the album thing. Yeah, we are going to do the album I was just thinking of that today. I said, what are we going to do the album thing? In Vegas. We're going to do the album. I, I always, like three of them worked out. I always, try, I always try to do something special when we do our Vegas podcast. This one's going to be top five albums. Okay. We could do top ten, but we might be there for hours. Yeah, if any, the indication from last time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, There's yeah, only yeah. three of us, but still. It's yeah, gonna be I think much that's going to be a really sad part. And it's going to be Blackjack. Plus, if you get me started talking about music, I'll go for a while. I know, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, how was your guys' this week? Hot. It was hot in San Diego this week. It like was, oppressively no, it was hot this ridiculous week. Ridiculous this week. I mean, it was it was in in the uh, it was in the mid nineties downtown, which never happens. It's rare when that. I mean, like, I think I can count one other time where they're downtown, on the beach and they have a breeze. Exactly, and it was in the mid nineties downtown. Um, and then over here where we live, it was over one hundred and ten for like three days straight. It was just ungodly, stupidly hot here. So. Yeah, when I walked out of my house in the morning, it was already. 80 and I got my car and it was hotter than that and I was like in a suit and I'm like yeah fuck this shit I hate it I have to walk from my parking structure to my hotel and I'm like it's hot damn it I was unhappy Dan has to walk from his parking structure to his hotel it's like two blocks it's like two blocks <clears throat> it's hot <laughs> first world problems my first world problems it's hot then I gotta walk upstairs uh, through elevators it's not gonna, quick to get to my office work I gotta do work, and which then is they take away doing. his money with taxes. Is, I've been doing work all week, which is why there have been a lack of updates on the Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Although we do have a brand new blog, um, which is from Gwen Stacy, uh, former co-host of the Arkham Social Hour. It is entitled "Confessions of an Asian Disappointment." So check that out. It's uh, at musingsofageek.com. Yeah, when I made the blog of the same title, people complained, <laughs> which I think is racist. Never mind. I'm not even going to finish that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I got eight topics tonight, plus uh, some questions of the universe. And Des opened it up to complaints from the universe, so we've got a little bit of those, too. No, I just... Oh, no, no. If I you open that up, that, that'll be a never-ending story. Well, here's the I problem. I pointed out that every question from Jason Brigger of the History of Bad Ideas and every question from Nickel from the Graphic Novice podcast aren't really questions... Their complaints. Here, here's the problem, though, is I opened up questions of the universe, and then who the what now opened up questions for their podcast, and I think we included each other on our Twitter, and so my Twitter feed is questions for our podcast and questions for their podcast. So we may answer some of their questions, too. Who the hell knows? You're looking at my son's artwork. Some of that is an artwork. Yeah, yeah, except there's one in here that he clearly didn't do. Actually, there's a few in here he clearly didn't do. <laughs> yeah. Or your son is fucking amazing. Yeah, there's, there's a few that he didn't do. So the train one that you're holding there, um, but like serious, I'm like way better than your son. By the way. <laughs> well, you should be. He's he's 20 months old. I'm just saying, he just he kind of sucks as an artist right now. Right now, right now. Whoa! All right, foamy beer. And in musings of a geek tradition, Dan. Episode 100. Beer. Dan, I bet you I spilled beer our first episode too. It's not even good beer. It's, it's fucking shock top, man. That's what I. Killing that, me. That was there. Killing me. I grabbed it. Last week I brought you very good beer. 
Okay, so the thing is, it's beer, so I'm not necessarily going to complain. Exactly. Exactly. Besides, uh, you're not drinking the Shock Top. No, I'm not. No. I'm, I'm you, you got the Sapporo. Yeah. And I, the Shock Top's fine for me. I'm happy. I got eight topics! You do. I do. You can roll a dice if you'd like. Okay. Okay. This is what we do. We roll some dice. Eight. Eight! Um, considering we ended last week almost with a Game of Thrones topic, we're going to start this week with a Game of Thrones topic. There is a... Apparently, uh, going off of something you said a few weeks ago, that not only is Jon Snow not dead, um, but he was seen seen flying to wherever they're filming uh, Belfast, in, I think, in, with with the John with the Jon Snow hair. Um, now there have been supposedly photos that have come out that show that Jon Snow is taking part in a giant battle scene. Um, Maybe it's just a flashback. In one of the things, and what they're saying is that not only is Jon Snow not dead, but the rumor is he's going to come off the wall. And fight for the North. He's not. He doesn't have to be a member of the Night's Watch anymore. He's only obligated to be there until he dies. Ah, loophole. Right? I like that. Loophole. It's like that bullshit one, that the, the urban legend that goes around that says if you survive the electric chair, they have to let you go. Well, it's not true, by the way. But it's basically the same logic. He died. Uh, he's clear. He's clear. So, But apparently he's going to come back and fight against Although, I don't. I don't think... Like uh, while I'm not arguing that's what's going to happen, it seems really inconsistent with the character for have for him to feel like he <coughs> needs a loophole. What, what you no, of, he would never leave the Night's no, Watch. No, it kind of felt in the fifth book. I'm not sure he's welcome. And back. in the last season of the show, that 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 Jon Snow was maybe like half a step from just going. Okay, if we're going to survive this, the Night's Watch needs to take out everybody and just make everybody come defend this damn wall. So you're saying maybe that's what we're doing? Yeah, like it's not even maybe it's not even a question of like personal gain. It's just kind of like, oh, you know how you guys keep fighting each other? I'm gonna come kill you all, and then you're gonna come defend the and fucking you're wall. Come defend the wall. <laughs> I mean, he's not gonna come back and be like, hold on, hold on, I'm still elected president here. I'm still in charge, guys. You know, like that's not gonna happen. Right? I do find it. I, I do find it interesting that the first chapter of the first book, the prologue of Game of Thrones, is about the wall. Clearly, it is it is one of, if not the most important places in this world, is the fucking wall. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, you're right. I don't necessarily know if I see John getting out of it, but I do like no, the idea just, of John Snow kills everybody. I don't see John Snow's logic being, oh, you know, I don't have to be in the Night's Watch anymore. I died. <laughs> that just doesn't seem like him as a character, right? I died. I do see it more likely as him going, look, I mean, I know we've done things a certain way for the last five or six thousand years. But um, I'm I'm into this thing called survival. Yeah, and uh, for us to get there, we're gonna have to make some changes. No, you just have to have a, sh a shot of him looking at the wall from a distance, looking sad and conflicted, and realizing he has to go. So basically, every episode of Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> What's more interesting, if if John they they do bring Jon Snow back, is the question of whether or not the the thing that I always had a question of in the He's end of the bang fifth Khaleesi book at some point. Is whether or not the Night's yes. Watch survives. Uh, okay. Oh no! I assume they're all going to oh, they're all going to die. Eaten. No, yeah. no, I don't mean that. I mean in the book, the way it's presented is when the when the Stuarts kill John in the book, they're surrounded by wildlings who are all really, really loyal to John Snow at that point in the book. Everybody's going to right? die. Right. So it's like the like when I'm reading the book, my my next thing was a did John survive this really haphazard attack by not fighting people? And the second thing was, did that giant just immediately kill them all? Because he seemed to like John a great deal, and he was standing like right beside them. 
You know, I figured the most George R. R. Martin thing to do would be to go through an elaborate ritual that brings Jon Snow back to life and then have him, like, slip and fall off a ledge and die. Because, you know, life happens. Oops. Oops. I guess in those books, life happens. Like, randomly, uh, a piece of rock will fall down on somebody. Oh, you were the chosen one? Sorry. That sucks. Sorry. So that's it. Jon Snow might be taking back the North for whoever. The Starks well, who himself. Who going to do it? Like, well, that, that's just it. Who else Rickon. is going to take it? Well, Rickon. Rickon. You really think Rickon's going to come <laughs> off of He's a cannibal gonna island? ride Hoder into <laughs> battle. <laughs> like a little 12-year-old going, I've killed me 17 cannibals. He's going to like... Come and get yeah, me. No, I, I have his image I'm of just like riding Hoder He's into riding battle. Hoder with a fucking, like a, a, a lance. Like the... <laughs> And he just, like, right through Ramsey's, like, neck. Let the record show. William is pantomiming, holding a lance over the microphone. Wait, that's not the right thing. What's the jousting thing called? A lance. A lance. You know how I know? Because Alan Tudor said, hello, it's a lance. There you go, then. Okay, fair enough. But William was pantomiming. I think, it was I think William wanted him to have a halberth. Oh, yes, you should right? do that. You know, with that. It has the axe head on it. He should do that. Spiky point. We'll give him a man catcher. Maybe we should give him, I don't know, mini catapult. I, I don't know. I, no, I, 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 I only know. Will being threatened by the fact that we know what a halberth is. No, no, no. no. And actually, no. It's one, I was referencing the fact that I remember some vaguely obscure D&D 2.0. Yeah. Um, and that's where I know almost all weapons. Weapon stuff? Like, what's a bastard sword? I only know from that fucking game. Um, that's a nice little question to ask. Thacko. Since it's coming out, or it will be out by the time this episode gets posted. Are either one of you going to start watching The Bastard Executioner? I might. Is it a show or like a, just a, show. Just a it's guy? It's a show. It's a show. It's Chris Sutter's <laughs> new show. It is. Some guys out there calling Donald Trump now. I don't know. <laughs> it is like the. Um, that was a good one. But, <laughs> that was good. But no, it's. it's it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but my take on Bastard Executioner is that it's Kurt Sutter going, you know, you guys seem to like Game of Thrones and you just don't realize it's Scottish history. Basically. So I'm just going to give you Scottish history. I think it's a lot yeah. better idea than his Sons of Anarchy um, spinoff show. There was a Sons of Anarchy spinoff show? No, they're planning it. Why? No, it's not. The, the spinoff show idea is great, but they picked the wrong thing. They're going to do a whole show revolving around the Mayans, Dan. I'm staring at you. Like, Were I don't the Mayans in Sons gonna... of Anarchy? Yes. The Mayans are the the from the north rival Hispanic motorcycle club. Oh, uh, not okay. like the ancient we... civilization. No, no, not like oh. this. Because that would have been a weird. I actually watched the whole show, so I'm like, I don't remember. Yeah, well, no, the Mayans are in the first episode. Well, the, yeah. That was that other. That yeah, was those other. Oh, okay. It all makes sense now. But when they, they were talking about doing a prequel, I thought it was a good idea because I thought if you went back and you told the story of Jack's dad and. Um, and Ron Perlman's character's name, I can't remember right now, and Kitty Skull's character, and actually do um, Macbeth this time. Because remember how Sons of Anarchy always felt like Ham, half Ham, Hamlet yeah. and half Macbeth? Actually do Macbeth in the Sons of Anarchy universe? I would have been happy. I would watch that show. I still Kitty Skull starts off married to a shoe salesman. I'm pretty sure that almost every plan Kurt Sutter comes up with is, is secretly a plan to get Kitty Seagal employment. Uh, you never know. And, and, and also, if you've ever watched Sons of Anarchy... The rest of the Seagal clan. 
Are there others? That, that was There's much. lots of them. If you watch the, the title credits for Sons of Anarchy by the seventh season, it's like everybody on that show, in some respect, is a Seagal. Is related to Katie Seagal. All of them. All Katie. All the time. Um, that's all I had on that. And apparently Bastard Execution, which I probably will watch, because I saw the trailer and it looked pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm down with that. Uh, I have seven topics. He has seven. I didn't, we didn't quite know how to end that. Fuck, I wasn't so. prepared. I'm fucking was, my job up. I don't remember what the topic was. What, what was the topic? Something about Star Wars, probably. All right. Number three. Number three. Oh, it was announced today that they are making ro- remaking Roadhouse. Um, uh, yeah. And this time, instead of being Patrick Swayze, who unfortunately is dead, it's apparently going to be Ronda Rousey, UFC fighter Ronda Rousey in Roadhouse playing a bouncer, apparently, I would assume, and of a she's bar. she's just as good an actress as you assume she is. Oh, yeah. No, everybody said, I, I mentioned this to a few people today, and they were like, she's terrible. Somebody floated the idea of her playing Captain Marvel. I was like, no. I'm like, she's cool. No. And she's amazingly but, relatable. Like, cool oh, I'm sure. Beings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, uh, I know a lot of people who are cool, relatable human beings who should never be allowed to act. Like me. I should never be allowed to act. Right. I'm terrible well, I, at it. I'm really bad at remembering names, but is this by any chance the same UFC fighter who was in that, um, what's his name's movie? Expendables, yes. No, yeah. no not ex- yeah, Expendables, but she was also in Soderbergh's movie. Uh, she's the been one, in a few. The one was that was the very English spy movie, Dan, where he pulled all the inciting incidents out of every scene and refused to show them to you until the end of the, the movie. Michael Fassbender was in it, too. Do you remember the movie I'm talking about? No, but that sounds amazing. I think she was in that. She was good in that. Now, granted, it was a British like subtext movie. So like the oh they didn't try to have her like, do an accent did they no 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 she was American but some of the other people were British but I mean it, it was it was based like a uh, like we we say British spy drama and you think James Bond but British spy dramas usually are scenes of two characters both of whom know the things they're saying aren't true but they're going through the motions this is what you would call um, Tinker Soldier Taylor Taylor Tinker Soldier Spy that kind of the 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 Lecaire kind of spy drama. It was actually pretty good, and she was good in it. Um, Have you seen Man from Uncle? I saw Man from Uncle. Somebody told me they really liked it. It looks like it's going to be amazing. No, the first, <laughs> the first. Fuck you, Dan. Forty-five minutes. <laughs> well, you were fucking stupid. <laughs> the first forty-five minutes are pretty forgettable. The second half, when they stop taking it so seriously, and they present it like a lot of the other remakes that have been made. Of these old TV shows like The I Spy with Eddie Murphy and Owen Wilson. Yes. And, and um, the Get Smart movie with Steve Carell. I mean, like, they don't ever push it that far towards comedy, but they, they do get to the point where they're like, come on, guys, this was a stupid show to begin with. Oh, it was. Right? The Man from Uncle was a stupid, stupid so, show, but everybody watched it and it was, it was great. Like, like, there's a whole, like, five minute scene where Army Hammer's, like, piloting a, a, a Chris Craft around in a circle in an enclosed bay, running from people shooting at him where he thinks, like, the, uh, um, Cables and back, like there, and he's having a whole conversation with him. He doesn't know he's alone in the boat, and Cables just sitting in a in a truck, eating some guy's lunch, watching Army Hammer just basically go in this circle because he can't get the Christ the, the Chris Craft out of the little bay thing that they've closed. Right. Um, once it gets there, it's funny and enjoyable. But like like I said, the first fifty minutes, Guy Ritchie spends a little bit too much time trying to make it a kind of a real thing. Mm. Like it doesn't have that sense of. Come on, guys. This is a really stupid idea. Why are we doing it? Because we think it's fun and we want your money. Guy Ritchie is back again. Yeah, I didn't know that. He's a thing. Guy Ritchie that's is basically that's basically this this movie's whole selling point. The one thing I will say is is I think the thing I dislike the most about the movie is that Cavill was horribly cast. 
Really? That makes and me sad. Army Hammer should have been that character. I don't know why. I, I don't know why Guy Ritchie's take on this movie was to go. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a British guy, and have him pretend to be American, and then I'm going to take an American guy and have him pretend, pretend to, to be, be Russian. Russian. I don't trust actors named after refrigerator baking soda. <laughs> I yeah. think he made that. I don't think that's his actual name. I think he chose that, which I guess maybe makes it worse. Nobody chooses <laughs> that. It's not like Engelbert Humperdinck, man. Like people don't do that anymore. They don't pick crazy names for the fuck of it. Army Hammer. Let's see. Army <clears throat> Hammer. I feel like he did. Look this shit. Oh, up. his name is Armand Douglas Hammer. <laughs> now, Armand. having no, no, granted, Armand having your last Douglas name as Hammer is pretty fucking cool, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I, you got more thoughts in there, big man. <laughs> no, I'm just like <laughs> shit. Just, just, staring off like it, like there's the light on my patio and the ladder. And I'm he's just like, pondering, yeah. like, man, if I had to pick a name and I'm trying to figure out a cooler last name than Hammer, there's not, there's not many. Yeah. Army Hammer. I mean, Homer once changed his name to uh, Max Power, and that was pretty good because he got off a hair dryer. He got off a hair. What? <laughs> What did you just say? Oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, 100th episode, huh? Yeah, 100th episode. 100th episode. The and and, and, and here's the thing. We've gotten like 1% or 2% better we during have. I time. would say over time, I would definitely say. We, we definitely have. <clears throat> I have one more further complaint with Man from Uncle. And that's that the, the girl whose name I can't remember the... the See I how think, much fucking better we've gotten? I think she's... <laughs> I don't remember people's like, names. I swear to God, half our conversation is like, do you remember the movie with the guy in it? You know the fucking movie. Like, Dan, look it up. And we sit here for 20 seconds while Dan clicks, and then we go, you know what? Never mind. Next topic. I have Which an one? excuse. Uh, uh, Alicia Vikander, Elizabeth DeBecky. Here's my excuse. Ready for my excuse? I'm ready for your I excuse. I tend not to remember people's names when they're from the Netherlands, Denmark, or Norway, because they have the weird... Strange Ooglot thing. Okay, so that's okay, a I weird know. trait. How, but but de, the fucking thing is, Des remembers 50 million movies and actors and actresses you've never heard of. Like, you're, it's a constant reference to, like, did you see this thing? You're like, no. Oh, it's a cross between this thing and this other thing. I never saw those things either. You saw them. It starred so and so. I don't know who that is. Des is like our Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, seriously. If you ever, if you ever have the privilege, I'll call it a privilege, of watching Tarantino speak at something, you spend the whole time going, "I think this guy's on meth," and I have no <laughs> idea what he's talking about. But he seems to be really certain, really excited about whatever it is he's talking about. Yeah, but no, it is true. I think the only person from that region whose name I routinely remember is Stellan Skarsgård. It's something about the Ooglots. I don't know how to pronounce them, and Scars, therefore my brain... Scars. Is that a real person or like yeah, a yes. Viking hero? No, that's that's a real person. Huh. He is a very good, good actor. Him. Man, you'd agree with that? Stone Scars got amazing. Scars got that, that was, name's almost as good as Hammer. He was original Insomnia. The one that it probably means Hammer in Norwegian or something. He was know. also in Thor. And good, yeah. you know, you probably of course know, he was in Thor. You know him from Good Will Hunting, probably. Uh, I saw he that movie a couple he times. Was, he was the math guy in Good Will Hunting. Matt Damon? No. Robin Williams? The one who found him. I have no idea. Man. Okay. Thor. You remember Thor? No, I didn't see Thor. Okay. Never mind. Um, he was, he was in Mamma Info, Mia. I'll bet you didn't see that one. Oh, God, no. But I watched like the first 20 minutes of Mamma Mia, and I'm so angry at myself about it. He's one of the suitors in that movie. He might have been in it at that point, but that's beside the point. No, the biggest problem I have is that that girl whose name I never remember was in um, 
Ex Machina, and did a wonder, wonderful, and phenomenal oh, job. I just heard, somebody told me about that movie today. I'd never heard of it. He said it was amazing. Yeah, you should see it. It's the, the, this will not sell you on the movie because you won't care. But it's basically the Tempest. If you were really, really, really on LSD. You see that? He fucking related something I hadn't seen to something else I've never heard of. It's, it's uncanny. But by you saying that, I immediately know what that movie is about. That's what I'm talking and about. And I really want to see it now. But you should see it regardless, Dan, because Oscar Isaacs is just amazing in that movie. Never heard of it. This is like, amazing the way that this shit goes down. Uh, you have like six topics left? No, I still have thoughts about Man from Uncle. No, so here's the, here's the problem with Man from Uncle. is She got really big because of Ex Machina. You'd agree with that, right, Dan? Who, who are we talking about? We the, don't know. Oh, girl. Alicia, Alicia Vikander. Yes. That's who we're talking about. She's the girl from Ex Machina. She's the girl from Ex Machina. People have been talking no about idea. her because she did a phenomenal job in Ex Machina. And the studio gave you the impression that, look, this wonderful actress from Ex Machina is in this movie. You should see the movie because she's in it. And then she's, she's basically the disposable love interest person who betrays them sort of halfway through the movie. So she's in like 14 minutes of the movie. So if I'm seeing it because I thought, boy, she was really good. And I liked her. her. Yeah. She's completely disposable. It's, I, I didn't see Pixels, but it's probably the same thing with Pixels, right? You, you cast Dinklage in the movie three and a half years ago. Now he's a really big star. He's probably in 12 minutes of the movie. But you make it seem like he's in almost every frame of the movie. Yeah. Because he's a he big star He does one now. thing, and that's it. I'm trying to see if there's anything that you would know Oscar Isaacs from. And there's or Oscar Isaac, and there's not. There's You don't know Oscar Isaac from anything. I was going to say, if, if you want to cast a, you know, a, an a Oscar exotic, Isaac reputable actress. Yes, but he hasn't seen that yet. I know. Yeah, nobody's seen that yet. No, but I'm saying you're going to see him. He's playing like, Poe Dameron. You probably won't see X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> you he's know. in that, too. But yeah. you will see Force Awakens. You're going to see Oscar Isaacs, but he's phenomenal. He is a a jacked, drunk, kind of stoned Steve Jobs. He was in the in Prince. He was Prince That's John in um, what's his Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. Even we, I don't remember him in that thing. No, no, he nobody even Prince remembers John. that that exists. Here's the problem: that movie is a really good movie about the um, what did John sign? The Barons. It's the basis of all of the our Magna laws. Carta? Yes, it's a really great movie about the signing of the Magna Carta. That I guarantee the studio went. Nobody knows what the fuck that is. Make it about Robin Hood too. Robin Hood has no reason to be in that movie. Like, damn, it's basically a two-hour battle on the surf. That's uh, all it is. It's a great. I mean, it's a great. It's a great political movie about the signing of the Magna Carta and how John's Barons lost his respect. It's great, but you can tell the studio got involved and went. No, make this about Robin Hood. It's anyway. Oscar Isaac, he's really cool. You'll like him. Yeah. All you need to know, Will, about Oscar Isaacs is I want you to imagine the meanest, toughest, kind of strongest supervillain you, you have in your mind. Like, I don't know who that is for you, whether it's Frankenstein or whatever. That's who Apocalypse is, and that's who Oscar Isaacs is playing. And before I saw Ex Machina, I went, really, this guy's playing Apocalypse? And then after I saw Ex Machina, I went, okay, that might not suck. That might not oh, what is, that, is it like a graphic novel? Or something. It's an X Men movie. It's an Age X-Men of movie. Age of Apocalypse. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were saying Ex Machina. Like you play no, Apocalypse, and I'm like, oh, never yeah, mind. Yeah, I don't want to see this movie yeah, anymore. No, Ex Machina. No, Ex Machina is, is, is um, it's it takes place in the current environment. It's about artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's I, the guy movie. was telling you me about it. it. I'm like, oh, did you see her? And the guy's response was, I hated that movie with a blind passion. I didn't like that movie very much. Really? I wasn't into it. Um, I'm just, right. I have to say for the record that Ex Machina has a very different take on the artificial intelligence. Okay. <laughs> a very different take. 
So it's like AI by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I assume that was wrong. Uh, um, what else we got? Okay. I got yeah. other stuff. So much of that. I got six. Six things to talk about. Is there a die that has six sides on there it? It might be. Okay. Number five. Number five. Okay, so apparently one of the big things, speaking of Star Wars, that people are getting upset about is there's a rumor that besides Dez's black X-Wing. Can we start with the black X-Wing? We can start with the black X-Wing, and then we can move to the annoyance of the film. There's a black X-Wing. But here's my problem with the black X-Wing. It's not that an X-Wing is black. <laughs> it's that when you turn, when you turn the box uh, over, Dan, I sent you this picture. X-wing can be any color. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't, no, no I, we don't discriminate. You, you, you make an X-wing however you want, man. That's my argument. You ready for this? Uh, yes. When you turn the box over, it's just, it's just basically a black X-wing with a big giant bright orange racing stripe on it. And I'm like going, that's a relatively cool looking X-wing. Okay. And then I turn the, the racing box stripe over. makes it faster. No, yeah, but I turn the box <laughs> Maybe over. Maybe if you right? put flames on it. And here's what the box says. What does the box say? The, the whatever the name I can't remember. The resistance. That's their name, right? Yeah. Uses the T70 when the mission calls for it, and Poe, whatever his name is, becomes black leader. So they're implying on the back of the box that this is an aircraft you would use in a stealth situation. If you were going to be stealthy, Dan, would you put a bright orange racing stripe? In the middle of your black X-wing. This is what you're upset about. Yes. <laughs> Des's complaints are amazing. <laughs> that there's no truth to this art. No. That if we're going to, have it doesn't it's make logical sense. I just like I see him in the middle of the movie. He'd be like, "This is this is bullshit," and just like wandering off. <laughs> First of all, I probably wouldn't use... Uh, th now we're going to go real nerdy. I probably wouldn't actually use an X-Wing for a stealth mission. A Y-Wing or a B-Wing would be a much better choice than that. Second of all, it's look, a racing stripe. Look, here's, really here's the thing, Dan. In, in the Star Wars universe... <laughs> poor Will. I got no problem with okay, racing stripes. Where we have to believe... You take that where you want. That, A, it makes sense for one group of space fighters to fight another group of space fighters. Okay. I mean, already we're we're really not like uh, forget about scientific accuracy. It just doesn't make sense. There's no truth. Okay. Like, what I, what I so do, we what should I suspend like our ima like <laughs> imagination. No, all, just or, or a disbelief, if you will. Listen yeah, to my logic. Uh, what I always liked about Babylon Five is the fighters had only two functions. Right, you use them to try to shoot down in love. incoming <laughs> missiles. Right, okay. they were basically like mobile anti-missile platforms. Yeah. Or you use them really close into something to keep like landing craft from trying to board your ships and your stations. Which is what okay. Which is like the only reason you'd ever use fighters, right? I mean, like in real life, I'm fine with the fact that Star Wars tries to make it into a World War II aerial battle in every movie. I'm fine with that. But if you're gonna tell me that like your 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 concept in your universe is when we want to hide in space, we paint the X-wing black. You can't put a giant racing bright orange stripe, racing stripe on it. That's somebody at Disney going, you know what's cool? Racing stripes. Because a lot of times I think they what? go to their 12-year-old kids and be like, hey, what's cool? Racing right. stripes. You're like, no, Can you draw this? I got no this? problem with the black with the orange <clears throat> racing stripe, but why doesn't the back of the toy box simply say, X-Wing fighters are given large, you know, they're allowed to paint their aircraft any color they want. And Poe is a bit dashing, or whatever you want to write on the back of the box. But you're implying some type of internal logic that makes no sense with your paint scheme. Wow, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, I never, I, I would never think to go to that. I mean, yes, I would. Who the hell are we talking about? That's that's not true. How is this any worse than the people who were all upset about the hilt? 
That, that, no, it's not true. Right? I mean, like n- neither one of them makes any logical sense. You know, in episode 385D of Itchy and Scratchy, uh, Itchy plays Scratchy's uh, rib cage like a xylophone, and he strikes the same rib twice in a row, but creates two completely different notes. Are we to believe that this is some sort of magic xylophone? <laughs> yes. You sound like Doctor Who fans. <laughs> Like, forget about the raising drug. You sound like a Doctor Who fan. Um, there's actually R slash Gallifrey and all all that. Every thread is that. It's amazing. No, but I think my point's larger than than, than me yelling about this X. This is a bigger issue, Dan. <laughs> no, I'm being honest. You don't fucking get it. Okay, Will, I want you to imagine. Okay. I'm I'm imagining. I want you to imagine. I'm imagining right now. That. I'll put it in terms you understand. I want to imagine that you're working a murder case. Dumb it down, man. Dumb it down. And it takes six weeks. All right. And you build a wondrous <clears throat> murder murder trial. Brick by brick. So you can win. Build the evidence. And then, <clears throat> while you're waiting to get the verdict, the prosecutor's office, the DA's office you work for, sends a six-year-old out to talk about what you did in court. Because that's the equivalence here. Right? I mean, like... I'm not saying J.J. Abrams' movie is going to be phenomenal or whatever, but it's certainly not going to be for lack of trying on J.J. <coughs> Abrams' part. He's put a lot of time, effort, and the company's put a lot of money into making this movie good. He gets an A and for effort. apparently, Hasbro is hiring people who are just flat idiots to write copy for the toys, which, whether you like it or not, are there as a purpose both to make money but also promote the film. So you mad at the copywriter? <coughs> Yes. Okay. I'm right. mad at the person so who wrote the back of the box. You're not mad that there's actually racing stripes. You're just mad that this person who wrote the box clearly had no idea what was actually going. Like, no, I mean, like, there, there might stripes? be an internal memo or something from some point during the production that says the T-70 should be like a stealth fighter. Poe uses it when it when it's a stealth fighter. You know what I mean? But like. When you put a giant orange racing stripe on it, that logic no longer fits. Yeah, but I mean, you, there could be a box rider who wrote that, and then like some manager. Got will will like, the yeah. opposing ship see the orange racing stripe from a parsec away? <laughs> My Star Wars topic. That's not how parsecs work in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> parsecs are a are a, a, a function of time in Star Wars. Um, and no, you people out there who insist that there are black holes. And what he's saying is that his ship can fly flat closer to a black hole. No, that's dumb. <clears throat> that's you retconning it. You don't understand Han Solo at all. <laughs> my uh, my Star Wars topic was, so there is a rumor that there is a, because Disney's big on this, a post-credit scene in Star Wars Episode Seven. And they're not <clears throat> mad about the fact that there is a post-credit scene, but they're mad about the fact that there's never been a post-credit scene in a Star Wars movie. And by doing that, you're somehow fucking up the pattern of whatever that's called. Like when you make a movie in a certain pattern and they've had six movies that have followed this pattern and you're somehow fucking that up. You make your movie, you end, big rush of music and then it goes into... I concur. I concur. And then you just... It's the end of it. There doesn't need to be a post-credit. Your Star Wars movie starts with a scrolly text thing and then there's probably a big ship that flies over while you start the music up. Uh, and and when it ends, it ends. It ends with that thing, and you don't need a post-credit sequence. All right, and Dan, you're a big fan of James Bond films, right? They don't do post-credit no. scene James no. Bond no. scenes. Yeah, there's an James explanation for that. Be, there has to be the barrel shot. There has to be the theme. No post-credit scene. Yes, but there's a reason Bond doesn't have a post-credit scene. Well, because each movie is kind of... I don't of think it existed story. when it started. No, because each movie is basically the same movie. 
why would you stay for a post-credit scene? It's like, oh look, the next movie's gonna be just like this one. Yay! Yay! That's why we watch um, movies. I, I, I don't, don't know. Skyfall I don't was know not like any of the other movies, and it was amazing. Oh, good. So they made one movie out of four. Out of that is that that is something more than a Bond movie. If, like there are many Bond movies. No, but I'm saying like the, the <laughs> this time he was sullen. I don't remember him sleeping with anybody. Did he sleep no, with no, anybody? I'm not insane, right? Daniel Craig is done. He did not sleep with anybody. Yeah, yeah. see, this James Bond movie was all fucked up. Yeah, this is the fourth Daniel <clears throat> Craig movie. Right, so I mean, like, so far, one out of four is something that is beyond the normal conventions of Bond. I'm not. I uh, take I'm that back. Saying. He did sleep with some random girl on a beach. Yeah, he did. When he was dead. When he was quote unquote dead. Yes. No, 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 no. All the, the yes, the, yes, they're all basically the same. So what are you? What, are you, what are you advertising? You're not advertising, not advertising anything. Um, I don't think it's necessary, but I don't know if I feel as adamant as Will, because if it actually is a true post-credit sequence, it doesn't ruin the Star Wars model, because there's, it's not <coughs> that like Star Wars movies don't have post-credit sequence. It's that that is a post-credit sequence. It's not actually part of the film. Yeah, but it, you, it, it's the movie just ends. You have your music. No, but you're missing my point. If you're, if you're after the MPAA logo, <coughs> you're not really even on the reel. Oh, right. So I'm not saying that like these these scenes don't have validity, but they've always been something in addition until people started sinking them into the credits. It worked for the Marvel movies, so they're doing it, yeah. right? Yeah, because Disney does. This is what this is what we do now. We have post credit scenes for everything, and I just I and, don't think we need has, one. Um, am, am I insane, or didn't John Williams die recently, or is he still alive? No, John Williams is John still Williams alive. is alive. He's gonna die soon, you know. <laughs> Um, it's wow. James Horner. It's James Horner who died. James recently. Horner who died. Yes, John. Titanic. Um, but one of these, you understand, at some point, is going to be John Williams' last soundtrack. Yes, his last score. Yes. And having a post-credit scene does guarantee that people sit for his entire <coughs> suite. Not that most people wouldn't do that. He anyways. is eighty-three, right? I mean, like maybe there's some logic to it that goes beyond the idea of just like it works for Marvel. Maybe there's a plan. And if they do it right. It can really be good for Star Wars, as long as the post-credit scene isn't directed by JJ. Whoever's doing Episode Eight, maybe should direct the post-credit scene. If the idea is you're kind of going, guys, this is different from Star Wars, where no matter how much you want to think Irving Kirshner had to do with Empire Strikes Back, and who who directed Return of Richard Markand, Markand, yes, or whatever his name is, George Lucas was basically armchair directing both those movies. Not Empire. He, they were filmed. Uh, George Lucas was here, and Empire was filmed on a different continent. It was filmed in the UK. So there Lucas go. wasn't even really involved but, in Empire. But regardless, and Empire them, is amazing. Most of them been directed by one director, and it's a little strange that Disney didn't insist JJ do all three movies. Right. I wonder I mean, if they did that on purpose, though, like to just kind of keep a. They new might have, take. But, but if they're going to do that, it makes a, a certain amount of sense to have a button where people kind of get a glimpse of the next person. And get the confidence that that person isn't going to immediately screw up what you've just seen. That is, unless, of course, the entire movie is about a round robot that rolls around, in which case the movie's going to suck. BB-8. Apparently BB-8's the new R2-D2. <coughs> because he literally looks like an 8 or a B. A roly-poly 8 or a B, and he, he's going to sell tons of toys. <coughs> yep. Kids are going to love him. Yeah, it, it really helps if your side character has no speaking lines. Yeah, yeah. In this case, and, and we liked R two way better than C three PO. We always liked R two way better than C three PO. C three PO was a whiny British robot. I don't know why. Yeah. All right, I got five more topics left. William's been drawing something over there on my son's pad of paper. Number five. Um, this is actually one that's going to be interesting. Rupert Murdoch. I'm actually proving your son is probably better than I am. Rupert Murdoch 
apparently bought a majority stake in National Geographic magazine. Now, Rupert Murdoch. I hope you didn't like National Geographic. <clears throat> National Geographic, this nonprofit magazine that was dedicated to science and the earth, is now technically owned by a man who is anti science, crazy Republican, probably birther guy. So if you like National Geographic, you should cancel your subscription. It's done. Science tells us that God planted dinosaurs under the ground 5,000 years ago to test man's faith. He made them in the image of Satan. Like, I, I don't know. What the fuck is, like, a Fox News Nat Geo going to sound like? And that's exactly... I, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> we believe that Obama was involved in this, and that all of it causes cancer and autism. Like, I mean, fuck us all, right? And something bad about the gays. Yes. We hate the gays. It's just, it's just, Kim Davis was sent to save us all from this it's apocalypse. Just, it's just unfortunate that yet something, like, it, it seems like every single bastion of sanity and science and just good taste is being slowly, you know, equal rights is being slowly infiltrated by this, this type of individual, this well-moneyed, for whatever reason, crazy right wing, you know, who's basically basically trying to destroy all of this. You know, now Rupert Murdoch's going to destroy National Geographic, and it's like, what's left? Are literally the scientists going to go create Tomorrowland because they can't? They've realized the world is just stupid, well, and we've got to go to keep the the look, scientific Dan, there, knowledge. Dan, there there are some rather significant problems with Rob with Robert Murdoch owning a significant part of National Geographic, having to do mostly with the distri distribution of money to scientists. Because National Geographic actually does put a lot of money into field research and climatology. Not anymore. Well, we don't know that for sure. We have to see what will happen. And there's always the chance, I know this is a pesky little thing to say, but there's always the chance that it may not go through. Rupert Murdoch has this really bad habit of trying to buy too many media outlets in too many different markets and having people go, no, and federal agencies tell him, no. So we'll see if it gets approved. It might not get approved. I, you know, and I haven't, I haven't actually like that. It really just saw the the headline, and then I had to run out of my office. National Geographic's normally a nonprofit, so I don't know if they decided to become a for profit, and then Rupert Murdoch did the for profit. Like I, I don't, I don't know I, how that happened. I didn't read the story, but you know, it's quite possible that maybe um, one of those times where I don't want to fault the left leaning members of our press but they may be um, killing you with headlines? It's quite possible. It's quite possible that he bought a majority interest in Nat Geo, which may not actually be National Geographic. It, for example, might just be the television? They, their, their television network may be a poor profit entity. It may be separate from the, from the foundation that runs the magazine. I mean, like, I, I don't know enough about the way <laughs> National Geographic is organized. But I have noticed a trend among certain people who write for certain websites, let's call them HuffPo and Fox and several others, that they have this tendency to, to have the most alarmist headline possible. You might call people. it clickbait. Basically, yeah. Um, so I didn't read the story. Um, I don't know that this actually has much of an effect on science because I don't know how many people still get their news um, from National Geographic. I would certainly be saddened if uh, Nat Geo stopped doing things like walking with dinosaurs, which I've always thought were just really great representations of dinosaurs. Um, if that happens, Julie will be really happy. She doesn't like the fake dinosaurs. Well, you know, fake dinosaurs. Fuck the fake dinosaurs. Yeah. But like most people, I think, who get real science information get it from websites or referring to things that usually aren't National Geographic anymore. Now they're things like science or actual scientific journals. So outside of the money they give for climate research, which like, yeah, he could stop. 
I, but like you know, who knows? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that Robert Murdoch is not Satan incarnate. He might be. I don't know. He's not uh, a nice guy. Ownership implies. You can put pressure on the magazine to skew a certain way. And if you've got a magazine that is really trying to be scientific and show both sides what's what's working, what's not working, in a kind of open scientific forum, by getting pressure from someone who has an agenda, well, it's no it, it, even even the mere appearance of being able to put your agenda in place is enough for the, those that look at National Geographic to no longer... Um, Except it's sort of evenness. Yes, but how do I that put this? That wasn't even English. How I do don't I even put know. this without being relatively insulting to old people? Um, <laughs> I don't know anyone who routinely reads National Geographic who's under the age of 60. Um, 12, year old, you, 12 year old boys because they show breasts. No, no. You're making a supposition based on why you read National <laughs> Geographic when you were 12. You don't know. Like, for instance, the one thing I've noticed about National Geographic, Dan, is they've gone towards trying to be more of a scientific journal. I don't know if they're peer reviewed. Oh, no, I don't think they are. I, I think they probably are. I just don't know who's on the peer review panel. But I've noticed that they have less stories about this is what it's like in sub-Saharan Africa. This is what, because, like, the Internet has kind of killed that type of journalism. Yeah. Where you send a field reporter out to some obscure region that most people won't ever get to live in and take photographs. The Internet does that for you. Only Anderson Cooper so does that now. In Prada. Yeah. The stuff that National Geographic has been doing are usually, like, 60, 70-page scientific articles. Right, like I, they're they're not published in like a science journal, like a real peer-reviewed journal, but they're usually pretty hard science. But they're not like that. They're not women with no shirts on because they happen to be about some region in Africa. That seems to be a rarity at National Geographic. Well, days. because it, porn on the internet is free. It's easy to get. I, it's just it's it, it'd be interesting to see what happens with National Geographic under the uh, the reign of a Rupert Murdoch. <clears throat> um, show us what you drew. Show us your art, William. My art? Yes, I want to see your art, I'm William. I'm not necessarily done. I'm taking a break. Oh, okay. Take a break. Uh, All right. I got four more topics if you want to roll a four-sided die. First, day. I just made something really stupid. Oh, uh, look at that. It's just um, blocks on blocks top of on each other. Blocks on top of each other. Okay. And it's just pointless. All right. Uh, no, that's, I'm, I'm entitling that piece Ordered Stonehenge. Yeah, and the other one is this fish thing because... Um, you're a really good artist. He's an angry fish. You're a really good artist. That actually, <laughs> really good. That's all I got for right now. All right. Well, I got four more topics. We probably have time for one more before we hit questions of the universe. All right. Do you have a favorite? Or, uh, or do you want to let the fate decide? We could do Batman, Captain America, Flash, or Wonder Woman. Oh, man. We've never talked about any of those before. <laughs> I don't know how to decide. Why don't fate we, will decide. Why don't we just speed round them? We can do speed round. Speed All round. Right, speed round. Uh, topic one. Apparently, uh, Warner Brothers had Warner Brothers Studios people have said we want more Batman in Batman v Superman. That apparently Ben Affleck is so good as Bruce Wayne, they want to see more of him. Um, I honestly, and they want see, him to direct, right? I yeah, and they they given him three movies. And they want him to direct. I honestly think that Warner Brothers doesn't know what to do with a superhero that's not Batman, and so they're like, throw more Batman at it. That's you fuckers the way want Batman. I'm gonna disagree with you. I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm, I just, think I think I, I'm interested to see why, figure out why they did that. I, I think that Zack Snyder has given them a Superman that is so <clears throat> alienated from the idea of humanity that they don't know how to sell him. But we don't know what that is in this movie. No, but I'm basing that on Man of Steel. I'm saying like that he's so that there wasn't enough humanization in the first one. To, for them to feel confident that the audience actually cares what happens to that character. I don't know. The internet is saying because Affleck is so good as Bruce Wayne. 
this is why we want more Batman. No, no, the, the rumor was, and I'm sure they put this rumor out for themselves, we thought Affleck was so fucking good that we have to have more. Yeah. That that's, he's just amazing. He's just that good. And, we, and we've already greenlit a ton more. And we're going to turn our entire universe away from linchpinning around Superman, which may be the reason that the reason the Dez said that we're going to we're going to make it focus on Batman because Affleck is so good and I think you have a good point that yeah this Superman was very alien I will yeah. actually give you that he's very alien and it's really hard how do you how do you get people to go behind this character that isn't your traditional version of Superman it's yeah. hard to do well, it's I, easier I to sell Batman he's the human I wouldn't say that they needed a movie to humanize him before they tried to make the Justice League a thing. Yes. It's kind of like, it's, it's a lot of people for a long time have been talking about, why don't we have um, a Black Widow movie? We need strong female characters. Why don't we have a Black Widow movie? Well, if you tried to make a Black Widow movie after Iron Man 2, it would have been awful. No one cared about that character. If you, if you made it after Avengers, it would have been awful. Very few people cared about that character. It took a few movies for them to do something human enough with that character for people to go, okay, I want to see a, a movie with that character. I, you know, and I, and, I, and, I, and I tend to agree. I just, I just find it funny that the, apparently the idea is that Affleck is so good. More Affleck. All Affleck all the Affleck, time. Affleck is really good. but I, I don't, don't know. I am I excited to see really him. know if he's going to have time to do Batman now that they're rebooting Jaws since he's going to be the yeah, shark He's got to be Jaws. the shark in Jaws. What? Uh, what? <laughs> they're rebooting Jaws. Uh-huh. And Kevin Smith uh, in many venues have al- has always said when his response to every question of who should play this has Ben Affleck, he's always made the joke of, yes, the, ju- the, the shark in Jaws, even, Ben Affleck. Even the shark in Jaws, Ben Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> Get that guy. I just want him to have a really thick Boston accent. <laughs> um... Chris Evans was signed up for, I think, 12 Marvel movies originally. It was something ridiculous, like 12 Marvel movies, but he has since come out and said, if they want me back, I'm willing to come. So He hasn't actually been in 12, has he? Has uh, Captain America, Avengers, Avengers 2, Captain America 2. Yeah, but when did his contract Both start? Infinity Wars. He might have got... He might, that Thor cameo might have counted. Oh, it counted. Um, Civil War... Uh, he might have done something else. Damn, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, also, it was, we don't we don't know. Did they sign him to a new contract? I don't think they did. But or I think, did they just buy out his 20th Century Fox contract? I don't know. They might have. They 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 very well may have. But they have. Uh, but he has come out and said that he's willing to play Cap if they want him. Like, let's just keep going. Let's just keep doing this. Which I think is interesting because the, the whole thing with Marvel is that Captain America tends to just. The, the moniker kind of tends to move through from person to person to person, and we're kind of getting to that point where it kind of needs to go to Bucky, but now it's... No, I don't think so. I think it'd be great to have him come back. What I think is really odd about it is he's the only person I've ever heard talk about not wanting to do additional movies for, like, the right reasons. What are the right reasons? That he just doesn't feel comfortable trying to maintain the condition and physique that he needs for that character. Indefinitely. He likes burritos. No, no. Yeah. More, his problem is he apparently has a real problem keeping. I like weight. burritos. I like burritos too. Everybody loves burritos. Yeah, but it's not it's about fat. It's about like the the muscles. Yeah, it's about the size of the muscles. Yeah. He apparently is not one of those people. He's not Chris Hemsworth. He does not find it easy to put on mass. 
So he doesn't like feeling that like he has to eat all the time. He has to eat a lot of things he doesn't want to eat all the time. He has to do a lot of like heavy, strenuous weightlifting that he doesn't particularly personally enjoy. Yeah, I, I hear he likes running. Um, those are all really logical things. It's the same reason why when Robert Downey Jr. is effectively done, he'll be done because his thing will be not like, you know, I got enough money, guys. That will never be the thing because I'm sure Robert Downey <coughs> Jr. has plans of what he's going to do with his money. Like, you know, at some point I imagine that Robert Downey Jr. is just going to pick up a cause at some point and become a massive <coughs> philanthropist for that cause with all of his Marvel money. I could see that. But Nicolas Cage is going to build a pyramid to bury himself in. <laughs> that's Nicolas Cage. Wow. But there is going to be a point. I, I used to joke that that's what I wanted to do someday if I got rich. <laughs> it was to make the big pyramid and have myself buried with all my wives and cats um, and all of my gold. <coughs> But Nicholas Cage, Cage actually is going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we love him. But yeah, when, when Robert Downey Jr. is done, it's going to be because, you know, he's going to do some movie where it's like in Iron Man 3, he broke a, a, an ankle. There's going to be some stunt where he just breaks something and it's just kind of like, guys, I'm done. I, I've got to be done. It's, it's, I'm too old. I'm, I'm 50-ish. Yeah, I'm getting I'm I can't getting be doing stunts all the time and I'm not the kind of person who wants a stunt double. Yeah. No, no. Right? I get, you I know, get that. So there is an upward limit for everyone on that. I, I thought the way Chris Evans was talking, it was really like maybe maybe the idea is he's willing to come back if they're willing to let him be old Steve Rogers. Which, again... Like he's Steve Rogers in the universe, but he's not Captain he's America. He's not Cap, yeah. And he can look like it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's great. He wears a suit. Hey, he doesn't have to be all buff. Um, apparently, they're, they're also talking, and this is something that you brought up earlier this year, Des, that uh, they might bring Harrison Wells Back to the Flash, yeah, the which, real, the real, the Harrison, real Wells. Harrison Wells. Which, if you've got an actor of um, what's his name, Tom Tom Cavanaugh's caliber, you don't just use him for one season and make him go away. Also, let's face it; I think everybody who watched the Flash liked the good or the Harrison Wells rather than the bad Harrison. Yeah, Wells. yeah, I think, and I and I, I would like to see him play Harrison Wells in a universe where Barry doesn't know this Harrison Wells. I think it, it's an interesting. It's an interesting concept, and then you kind of get into the multi because we're already getting into the multiverse theory, the multi world theory, the different timeline uh -huh. theory. And I, I would like to see Tom Cavanaugh back on the Flash. And then finally, because William did not see the World War II Captain America movie, I highly doubt he's going to see the World War One Wonder Woman movie. Apparently, they're going to be setting Wonder Woman part of it in World War One, although it could be World War Two. But the rumor is that they're going to be setting Wonder Woman partially in World War One. That's what draws her away from her island, which I can never pronounce. Oh, is she going to be a nurse? No, she's Wonder Woman. Diana decides to leave the Amazons to go yes. help the realm of men. They're making Wonder Woman into Night Nurse. You heard it here first on Musings of a Geek. No, I'm just I'm kidding. like, those are completely different companies. Like, I don't even know how that hap happens. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. Um, she's going to, like, ride care. her invisible jet and lasso Kaiser Wilhelm. She doesn't have an invisible jet anymore. Oh, well, it's a World War One, so it's probably like an invisible tank. She flies. Or an invisible Wonder Woman doesn't need warfare. an invisible. Wonder Woman doesn't need an invisible jet because she flies. Oh, that's been retconned. Yeah, but that they can't change. Well, that. that's how it works in the Amazon. I so. mean, they can't change that. Well, she's not in the that. Amazon. She is an Amazon. She's not from the Amazon. <laughs> you can't call her an Amazon, dude. That's fucked up. That's like sexist. No, she's actually an Amazon. That's the. the, the that's the story. You know nothing, John Snow. Send all of your complaints, too. <laughs> okay. All right. If there is no invisible plane, then how does everyone play that joke on Aquaman? Which joke? 
Don't you remember? It was it was in uh, the first DC special from Robot Chicken. It's where they, they all come up like they're sitting in the invisible plane, and they say, Aquaman, we're in the invisible plane. We're going to get donuts or something. And he jumps to jump in, and they're all just flying. And then oh. the, line, the Superman's line is, everyone who can't fly has to pay for the beer. And he flies off to the, like, the bar or something. Um, that's what the DC special was. Like Everybody poking fun of Aquaman until Aquaman eventually tries to sell out to the villains and does a very poor job of it. Poor Aquaman. So is Batfleck and like Cal Drogo gonna like save the ocean in one of these I movies? Think so yes, I think that's because Batman. I think now has to be in, Batfleck is gonna be in every DC movie from here on out. I think and Wonder Woman will get an invisible submarine to help out. <laughs> she can swim. She doesn't need invisible. She's half a god. Can she she is a god now. Water? I don't think she's so. the god of war now. I think at least she was before Convergence happened. Like she's like a badass. Oh yeah. 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 And then she'll spin around <laughs> really fast. I really hope so. she spins around really fast. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> All right. I have a question for you before questions of the universe. All right. Did you watch the alias teaser? No. It's like thirty seconds of purple graphic art. Oh, of AKA Jessica Jones? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, Jessica I did watch <laughs> Alias. I'm like, Alias was a show from the Last decade, yeah, no, a- no. Jessica Jones. Yes. I'm sorry, there's a door on it that says Alias Investigations. You can call it Jessica Jones all you want. It's Alias. But regardless, I'm like going, why the hell are you even doing this, Netflix? It, uh, it might. The people were saying it might Just be. Simply say it's coming out in November. Why? That's not a teaser. People, you showed me zero footage from the show. I don't know. They're saying that might be part of the opening credits. I'm sure it is the opening credits, but the point I'm making is, why do you, what, 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 why do you release it? And it's purple because the purple man is purple. No, Alias was always purple. Purple. It was always colored in purple tones for some reason. Purple and blue. It was very purple and blue. Do you have a thought about Jessica Jones? Kristen Ritter. He likes they, Kristen Ritter. Always been like purple, and we've always been at war with Oceania. Um, whoever it was. Technically, it's Atlantis when it's, we're talking about Aquaman. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who were you talking? You mentioned somebody I did like. Kristen Ritter. Kristen she Ritter. was the chick who OD'd <laughs> in Breaking Bad. She was pretty hot, right? Every single time I say this, we're like, oh, yeah, this new Netflix show, Jessica Jones. Oh, Kristen Ritter. She's the chick who's hot who OD'd in Breaking Bad. The other, the she other was thing, super hot. The, I will say one nice thing about Netflix. I'm really appreciating the Luke Cage cast. Yeah. It's mostly people I've never heard of. And I know that sounds like a strange thing. Like you're going like, I've never heard of these people. Yay. But you people, if you listen to the podcast, you know my big complaint is DC and Marvel seem to think they're 17 people. And they just cast them again and again and again for every single damn thing. Even if they've already been in their universe once before as something else. Because it could be something, yeah. Right? You know, It's the Mortal Kombat guy, right? So I'm really appreciating that there are people I, I have Yes, I think so, of. actually. Wait, what? No. <laughs> Not, no, no, I didn't even hear what you said. All right, questions of the universe. The first one comes from Jeffrey Charles, which is at the luggage. Um, three questions. That's not a question. Well, yeah, uh, that's not a question at all. Three questions. What is your name? What is your quest? And what is your favorite color? Which is Monty Python, obviously. Uh, my name is Dan. My quest is to not lose a game tonight. Uh, and my favorite that's color. Not have and my favorite color is green. You go. <laughs> My my name is uh, uh, Des. My quest is to do a podcast with Will at one point where I don't talk at all and he does all the talking. That was last week. Uh, no, th- I, I shouldn't say that. That probably actually happened before. It was called Man of Steel. 
<coughs> Dan, you need to re-release Man of Steel. I haven't seen that movie. You need you need to move it up in the queue so that it's like the first two. All right. You get to. We've been referencing it too often. It must be heard. All right. By the public. We'll move it up. Yeah, when you're yeah. like, Will should never be president. Let's put something up really prominent <laughs> on the internet to make sure it doesn't happen. I, I hate to break it to you. You didn't say anything like, you say things much more offensive on the average podcast than you said no, in that movie. I love the, the beginning. You just very much didn't like that The beginning movie. of part two of that podcast is Will. This is how we introduce it. Will going, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, 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 okay. Really drug. It's Yeah, great. but the, but, but, but. <laughs> But, but, <laughs> William, name, quest, and favorite color. Um, just Will. Um, my quest is to make sure that Dan loses at the game tonight, and my favorite color is, I'm, I'm, well, currently, see, here's the thing that the listeners should know. I'm currently drawing on a little kid's, um, like, fucking, okay, so this isn't even regular paper. It's that gray <laughs> shitty paper they gave you in elementary school, mm-hmm. and I'm drawing on it with a really big red Crayola crown because that's that's just apparently where I'm at right now. Okay. So red. Red. All right. No yellow. <laughs> the next... <laughs> No, no blue. The next question, well, Amy wanted to let us know that we were talking about the draft from last podcast. That uh, This is Amy, Amy K. Whalen. Uh, she is uh, Beyonce Pad Thai on our network. Um, she auto-drafted all but the five or first picks, but did not decide to go heavy on wide receivers because of her draft number. Um, apparently, it, I think she said she did decide to go heavy on wide receivers because of her draft she did, number. She did, she did, she uh, did. Let's see. And which is totally acceptable. What, what, what was she drafting? I don't remember. I think like eight. eight. Yeah, if you're late, you should... Yeah, in uh, Cincy, Bernard Hill are predicted to go relative 50-50 on carries. Rather have Hill than starter Bernard as backup. So no one in Cincy took either as high as outsiders did. Yeah, but Amy, hashtag you, fantasy you football hashtag just will. You didn't address why Brigger didn't take any Bengals. Um, the next, no, 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 no. He's starting Marvin Jones this week against me. Did he take him in the draft or did he? Pick no, him yeah, no, he drafted him really late. Uh, Jones was amazing two years ago. Missed all of last season. Curious to see how that works out. The next one comes from Who the What Now uh, at WTWN Podcast. Um, the Big Bang, explain. And he wants to make sure that we know it's the beginning of the universe and not the porno. I was I expected you to say, and not the fucking terrible TV show. No, not the porno. There's a porno? I have no idea. Well, I mean, it sounds like it would be. It's a I big mean, yeah, I mean, like, I, w- I would is assume that somebody made a porno uh, called that at some point. There is a Big Bang Theory parody porn. Of course there is. Um... Some blonde girl that I really like is in it. I can't remember who. Wait, they want us to explain the Big Bang? Yeah. Like, without without Brian Brian here? I don't know. There was a bunch of stuff, and then it was really tiny, and then it got really hot, and then it exploded, and now we're all here. I'm sure that's all not right. (laughs) None of that is right. Uh, There was stuff. It encompassed all of existence. At one point, it exploded. Everything else Dan said that made, like, no sense, like, it suddenly got hot... I don't think we know why the Big Bang actually. Well, I don't occurred. think we did. All right, l- let me go deep for you here for a moment. All right, is there a difference between two minus two and ten plus three minus thirteen and the number zero? No, mathematically. No. Okay, so so you're a math guy, so you say no. There's no difference between them, right? And what does a non-math guy say? There's a lot of difference between them. Obviously, yes. You there's, just said three totally different things, all, all right? All those different numbers. But they all equal zero. Sure, sure, they sure. All, they're all the same. Right? So yeah, if are you, you have... defining difference? That's, that's, right? That's right? So it's d- different, different but the same. Right? Okay. 
and normally this would be a way more like crazy explanation if I was drunk, but I've only had two beers. So. I know we're we're way behind on our beers. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> so initially you have just energy, right? Okay. Energy equals mass times the speed of light so, squared. So you can convert them back and forth, right? Yes. So initially you had nothing, or you had energy, or whatever. Now you have a bunch of stuff, yes. right? And what's the difference? The speed of light squared. <laughs> <laughs> Which is abstract. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think what William's trying. I feel to like say, you're making all of this no, up, no, Dan. I think what William's trying to say is that we're all made of stardust. We are all made of stardust. All of us. The microphones are made of stardust. You got your infinite universes. You have your differences of things across all of time and space. And quite frankly, one could say, yes, they're all different, and the other person could say, technically, they're all the same. And it really just depends on your perspective. Marty. I, I, the timeline skewed into this tangent. And I'm in one of them, and in one of them, Biff Tannen becomes rich, and in one of them, Donald Trump becomes president. However, I'm going to disprove the multiverse. And it's the same timeline, right quite now. frankly. <laughs> Jeez, what? Huh? I'm going to disprove the multiverse theory right now. Mm -hmm. I choose to accept that there is uh, every event that can happen will happen in an infinite number of multiverses. Yes, I believe With in that. With the exception Monkeys of the fact that writers. there is a universe out there. Where Dan Zisco regularly wins the game. This is true. There is a universe I out there where that happens. I don't believe that universe exists. Donuts <laughs> rain from the sky in that universe. Um, it could happen. Um, the next one also comes from Who the What Now. What are the mirror universe musings cast up to right now? I see. This is just what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, so William answered it. I well, actually, well, I don't well, know I what can, mirror can, universe I Dan is up to right it. now. I can answer it right Probably now. winning something. Dan and I both have uh, goatees, and does doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which might well, have been true once. No, no. Um, on that podcast in that universe, a very shy Des. I feel said, like that was a thing at one point. <laughs> a uh, a very shy Des said twelve words, and a very shy Dan said eight words, and just will did the whole podcast did the whole podcast himself. himself. Um, and he likes Doctor Who. All while drinking some type of mint tea <laughs> with British accents. Why aren't you more British, will you? No, I assume oh. in your alternate universe, the Russians won the Cold War or something. And I don't know. Uh, I can't really do a Russian I, accent, I don't think. Uh, my, my new boss is Russian. <coughs> she's awesome. I like her a lot. Something about borscht. I don't know. I, I like her a lot. Um, she's very intense, but she's very Russian. She's really cool. Which is really cool. Can I be Australian in the alternate universe? You can be Australian in the alternate it's universe. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. Just remember, though, that if criminal. you're Australian, you have to do everything without your shoes. <laughs> Dan gets that joke. Will doesn't get that joke. And the audience doesn't get that joke. But we've told that joke like three times. Will Come doesn't on. remember. You remember that story? We're not going to rehash that story. We will rehash that story no, after. We will rehash it this far. There was a guy... <laughs> He came to an audition. He walked onto stage in a fake Australian accent and said, Would you mind very much if I took off my shoes? Before That's not an Australian accent at all. <laughs> no. Before he, he did his, his, uh, his, his monologue. Oh. This is an event that actually occurred to me. Wait, was like, this me? Was I drunk? Did I do this and I forgot about no, it? And now you're telling you. me? Okay. I, I don't ever know what became of that guy. Well, obviously he went to Australia. He's probably obviously. doing um, Hamlet in Sydney. He's probably a big star. Um, and soon his career will be over because it will come out that he's not actually Australian. He's American. And it'll be just like it's Rachel does all, but instead it'll be... Um, There's that thing it'll, again. It'll, <laughs> it'll be... Uh, it'll be um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Nation appropriation rather than cultural appropriation. Oh, she was the woman who pretended she was black, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember that woman. Um, this one actually is from Amy. Uh, it's not a question, but it is uh, It is something that came up on the Twitter today. Um, last week, we were talking about River Song on Doctor Who, just so you know who we're talking about, and how I made a comment that I feel like that character was wasted on the 11th Doctor. And Amy... I don't want to take offense to this, but she is one of the new Who American fans. She took a different interpretation, interpretation of that. Um, you know, just that I prefer her with ten, and I think her story was too messy. And she is one of Amy's uh, one of her favorite characters in all of television, which is great. River is a great character. Um, I liked her in Firefly, but she came up with this epiphany. I'm not acknowledge your joke. I'm not because I'm talking about Doctor Who. She came up with this epiphany that apparently there needs to be two separate Doctor Who universes that the BBC needs to do. One for the Whovians that love River and the 11th Five and ones who like everything else. The older Doctor Who, you know, like so like the 12th Doctor. She, basically she's making my argument. Which is? Which is that the Matt Smith Doctor Who was meant for Americans for the most part. And everything else. Everything else is meant for, the, is meant for the British, which I think uh, may, she might be. I don't. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but Eleven is very different from every other Doctor out there. Like yeah, he's actually good. Every single one. I don't. Uh, Matt Smith has some good moments, but as a Doctor, he doesn't work. You know what I, mean, I love about this? I don't care. <laughs> That's what I love about this. I don't care at all. The Eleven Hour is one of the best Doctor Who episodes. I'm going to give it that. But he's got good. He's still moments. talking. I don't care. I support Inspector Space Time. That's not a thing. Yes, it's no, a thing. It needs to be a thing. That's should not a thing. thing. It should be a thing. Not a thing. Come um, on, sci-fi. You need something to bookend Sharknado 4. Uh, Bob Holt wanted to thank you, Just Will, for the kind words. Um, oh, did I say something good? I think reading setting before draft was a good strategy. Um, he wanted matchup predictions, matchup win predictions for the league, but I don't think we need to go into that this week. Um, oh, am I supposed to tell people if they're going to win or lose so they can he, tell me when I'm fucking wrong? Apparently. But uh, Bob did say thank you for the kind words. So Apparently I said something nice. So I'm, no, I'm used to like being like, oh, right your now. team's okay. And then they're like, Will ripped my team. I will, I will make a prediction right now about this week, about winners and losers. The Dan Zisco's going to lose. No, you ready? There will be six winners, and there will be six losers. I'm in my game. Brigger, it's going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a good matchup. It is, it is going to be a really, really good matchup. I don't see like a bunch of these. Who the what now I'm very I? happy because I'm not Dan Zisco. Yeah. Who, as I noted, rated really good on one of the websites. He did. But isn't, that, isn't, yep. a little, isn't that a little bit based on the fact that, like, Gurley actually play this season? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is based on assumptions, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, we'll, and we'll like, see. hold on, let me I revise mean, that. It's entirely based, based on, on assumptions. assumptions. I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a, a, I mean, a I'm which running back to drop yeah. quandary right now. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not saying that you were wrong. Maybe I don't drop any of them. Gurley. But it's looking more and more like week he's four. Probably not going to be a starter this season. Week four. It's not about being good at the beginning. Week four. It's about True. being good at the end. Week four. Um, you do understand there, there's this also this thing where you have to earn being the starter, right? That they don't just take ill-prepared people usually, and they're not the Padres. These are these are professional sports teams we're talking about that we're, don't just take uh, inexperienced players and throw them on the field and hope they play. You're well. talking about the Rams, dude. Week four. They're still um, better than the Padres. Complaint number one come from Graphic Novice, because Des asked for complaints, so this is complaints from the universe. So Graphic oh, Novice... Just point out that all of their questions are just veiled complaints anyways. Complaint number one, apparently there were four keychain bottle openers sent, and no, zero you're photos... You're behind the time. No, I, see, I, see your, I see your tweet. I'm going through your tweets. I'm building suspense, Desmond. 
zero photos of them have been received. And then Desmond wonderfully posted uh, himself using the graphic novice bottle cap opener on my patio. So yes. there, there is I that. contemplated just never doing it and turning it into a thing. Because we haven't had a thing on this podcast since Mark Hamill's ma- motorcycle Wait, we really didn't. Has, has not been a regular occurring theme anymore. So I thought that could be the thing. You know? We just don't use the graphic novice. Every week we every fail week. to use the graphic novice bottle openers. I still have another bottle opener that I got from Comic-Con. So they sent bottle openers and you didn't give me one? I gave you one. Where is your bottle opener? No, we're going to go with my theory. You didn't give me one. <laughs> I gave you one. I, went, I, took, uh, I took some of my stuff. No, somebody gave me a fucking koozie. Uh, yeah, nailed it. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 Neil did not literally. I meant you guys. Yes. Yeah, you gave me. I have that. I, I took, I took uh, some of my staff out to Chipotle on uh, Monday. I worked on Labor Day this this year. Took them out to Chipotle, and I was going to expense it, but I lost my receipt. Are you going to get beer? No, I'm going to go use the restroom while you do the rest of the complaints because that's what I think of them. Oh, okay. Um, fine. But so I needed my receipt, and I got to my table, and I realized I didn't have my receipt. So I walked back up to the cashier. You were going to expense an $8 burrito? Well, there was a few of us, so okay. I'm expensing the whole thing. Um, you should get the chips and guac then. Uh, I'm expensing the whole thing, and I didn't have my receipt. So I walked back up there, and I'm like, I, I don't think I got my receipt. Is there any way I can get another one? And the cashier looked at me. She's like, oh, I gave you your receipt. I'm like, maybe you did? Yeah, but my issue is... I, I don't have one currently. Well, well, what did you have? And so I told her. She said, oh, no, I definitely gave that to you. I give my receipts to, I give receipts to all my customers. I'm like, that's awesome. But... Yeah, because they're nervous about one of those promotions where, like, if we don't give you your receipt, your meal is free. And she's, like, paranoid. Yeah, You're no, going to fuck her over. I'm, 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 you know, and then she looks at me. She's like, but I can give you another one. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, apparently, complaint number two. This one was for Dez, so fuck it. Um, he wants to know why Dez isn't writing for graphicnovice.com. I don't know why Dez isn't writing for graphicnovice.com because he's becoming a master of theater. I don't fucking know. Um, the next complaint or question was for Dez. Why does Dez hate history of bad ideas? I don't know. I don't think he hates history of bad ideas. I don't know if he has an opinion on history of bad ideas. He might just be mean to Brigger. Maybe it's fun. I don't know. Whether Dez likes or doesn't like something is usually not uh, indicated by how he actually talks about it. Um, number two is why did the sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird suck? Didn't read it. Don't know. Um, have no idea. It's kind of hard to follow up on. I mean, it is one of the greatest books ever written of all time, and you really don't want to make a sequel to that. It's like making a sequel to Citizen Kane. It's just about the wagon. Yeah, that's why Hamlet 2 wasn't as Ham- good. <laughs> <laughs> I did, see, sexy I did see that movie, though. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something about Nickel and his cabin. I don't know. Um, uh, could Graphic Novice had one more complaint, and his complaint number three was the Canadian. You guys bitch a lot. The Canadian dollar. What about it? That's his complaint. The loony? I guess maybe does that exist? He's in Canada. I don't know that it exists. Yeah. Well, yes, they have Canadian dollars. They exist. So what's the issue? I don't know. Does it? Uh, what? What it is? Have you like lost the ability to actually read the complaint? That's what it said. The Canadian dollar. That's all it says. Oh. I mean, can I have one? Let's see. Canadian dollar to USD. Or where are we right now? <clears throat> one Canadian dollar is worth. Uh, 75 cents. So that's a thing. Never mind. I don't Thank want one. Thank you, Desmond. They're apparently not good. Did someone have a Canadian dollar at home? <clears throat> yeah, it's only worth 75 cents. Yeah, it's not even really a dollar. They shouldn't be able to call it a dollar. Don't we own that term? 
No, a dollar is a dollar. Yeah, so one U.S. dollar is one and a third Canadian dollars. So it's, it's that's, that's not a bad ratio. Yeah, but over there it's probably metric, so it's different. I, I don't think it works that way. I don't think metric works that well, way. You're an American. You don't understand the metric Returns. system. You don't know how it works. <laughs> they have, like, metric dollars. You <laughs> you're using the graphic novice bottle. No, you're not. No, No, not. you're not. You're using the Magner's mm. bottle cap. Yeah, and like, and that's the other thing. All right, so we got to. Rep- I was talking about this earlier. <laughs> the listeners are gonna really appreciate this bullshit. Uh, so I have this house key, and it has Snoopy the Red Baron on it. It's like a design on the fucking key. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it's that's the problem. It's kind of cute, it's right? Cute. Like, this is just my wife divvied out the you house have keys a cute key. when I moved into my house, and I was like, "Are you fucking serious right now?" So my keychain has a what Snoopy. I don't even know. But it's a Snoopy keychain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of flames. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, the only card I have in my entire keychain is a Ralph's Rewards card, <laughs> which they appreciate, by the way. Like, you only have one, and it's us? That's cool. Which So that goes over well. But And then, yeah, I have a bottle opener, which I think is great to have a bottle opener yes. all the time. It conveys that you are always prepared and an alcoholic. And But the thing is, it's not cool either. It's... Uh, for cider. Magners is the best cider ever. No, no, okay. Yeah, being the best cider ever is being like the best figure skater Such a ever. Mouth. Like... Magners is delicious. <laughs> I fucking love Magners. Uh, so if anybody find me uh, one for a real drink, I would appreciate that. I, 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 if I find one, I will trade you. You okay. do realize, I you do realize that your previous one, which was on your keychain for like five years, I didn't have a previous was, one. Yes, you did. I did not. It was from the movie Sorority Row. I have that one. That is not true at all. I, I don't even know, know what that is. I actually still have that keychain, that, that bottle opener on my keychain. The Sorority Row has been rubbed off because I think we got that, what, like five years ago at Con? Mm-hmm. I still have the bottle opener. Yeah, though. no, once again, you're referencing a movie I've never heard of. <laughs> it's not like we saw it. No, we went to Comic Con and there were there were bloody. I'm not watching your movie, but I will let your movie open my. There beer. were bloody zombified sorority girl booth babes. Oh, and Dan wants out, us to think he didn't give, watch it. Giving, I didn't watch the movie, but I did take the talk about the girls working the, the girls booth at the right con. Now. He watched them. He's oh, simply, yes. he's simply being misogynistic as normal. I'm not being misogynistic. I'm appreciating the beauty yeah. of so a lady. They were exercising their feminist rights, right? I, I am appreciating the the good looking beauty of. Ladies not wearing much clothing and dressed as zombies. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with you guys? That's what I want to know. You gave him like two beers. <laughs> it's episode 100. It was episode. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we, are we done? Did you get through all the complaints? Yes. Yeah, some of them are for you. You're nobody cared. You addressed why I hate Hobie? I don't know why you hate Hobie. I don't I, think you hate Hobie. And I if you hated Hobie, yeah. it's not because my. Because they didn't fucking respond to the fantasy emails, dicks. <laughs> Jason did. Okay, now Wait, we know who's why. Who's the I didn't respond? Jeff. Is he on there? Yes. Dicks? <laughs> well, we know why Will hates Hobie. <laughs> Don't call him a dick. He's like, I hang. He, we go to his friend's house when I'm going to be in Ohio uh, next. I'm not going to pick on him too much. I'll probably beat his ass last year. I don't know. Uh, d- he's going to look it up. I probably lost that match. <laughs> I, I, like, we went to his friend's house when I was in Columbus last year. Hopefully, we're going to do it again this year when I'm in Columbus. I'm going to hang out. We're going to podcast. It's going to be awesome. I, I hopefully will see Amy and, and Jeff and finally get to meet Jason in person as long as he doesn't have mono again. So that's it. I'll be there and call him whatever I want. <laughs> and Ohio's not a real state. You're just South Michigan. Ohio's a very important state. There's lots of presidents from Ohio. Some might argue it's yeah, the most not important state. recent ones. It is the mo- it's one of the big it's the, it's a massive swing state. They might argue it is and the most important which state. Which just means that they're indecisive. 
And I'd like to point Get out. Get on the fucking boat. One of them. <coughs> For and the make record, sure that boat is blue. Ohio is the state where all the people who have a problem with Mount McKinley being renamed Mount Denali. Not well, yes. Come from. Okay, in, yes. In the, in not the all the people not all the people in Ohio feel that way, but all no. the people who feel that way seem to be from well, Ohio. Well, yes. And I also seem to I need to point out there are people throughout the country who have a problem with the name change, but most of them are not representing our country no. in Congress right now. Um, I don't understand uh, okay, Ohio, seriously. Of all the presidents who've been from Ohio, why do you like McKinley? We're going to stake our claim on McKinley. That's all, what we're doing. All, all he, he, he accomplished was to get assassinated. Oh. That's, you know. And he picked Teddy Roosevelt as vice president. Which was ultimately was a good thing. That was important. That was important. But he did that to win. not, not because. But it was still important. Place. Very important. Are we done? Yeah, I'm so. done. Did you guys enjoy that episode 100? I don't know. Did you record that episode? Yeah, it's, we're good. <clears throat> we'll see. Are we absolutely sure? Is it posted to the website? Not yet. There's still time for Dan Zisco to mess up the recording again. This is this is very true. This has been Musings of a Geek. With oh, the- I got one more thing. All right. Um, people <laughs> at home. Week. Every fucking week. No, this one's... The, you'll like this one. People at home, right now, in your Targets and your Toys R Us's and your Walmarts, there are a plethora of brand new Star Wars games, most of which suck. Now, there's one game... Heard it here first. <laughs> Star Wars Risk, which despite being called Risk, is not Risk. It's basically just a copy of a really good game that came out in episode one called um, Star Wars Queen's Gambit. It's a very good game. It's dirt cheap. I think it's like twenty nine ninety nine at Target and Toys R Us and Walmart. It's one you probably want to pick up. It's a really fun game. Basically, it's a, a game where you have... It's kind of a miniatures combat game, but you've got three separate battles going on. And every turn, you have to decide which of the various battles you're going to participate in. And you do it by using cards from your hand. And those cards let you take one of two actions. And the goal is obviously to, to beat the other person, destroy all their forces. It's a good game. Go out and buy it. All right. It is 8... Through the Amazon banner on, on the website. Yes, yeah. through the Amazon banner. Thank you, William. It is 8.30 p.m. in San Diego, and it is 90 degrees on my patio. It is too fucking hot out here. That, that thermometer is not right. It's got to be. It's got to be. Why? Why is it wrong? It has like two, two farm animals there, kissing on it. It's got to be right. What? Why do you think it's wrong? Because it's not 90 degrees out here? Because it's said that it's 90 degrees out here for like the entire time we've been out here. Maybe it has the temperature hasn't gone down. It's nighttime, Dan. The temperature must have gone down at least a little bit. You don't understand nighttime at all, Dan. <laughs> this has been Musings of a Geek. We're on the Musings of a Geek podcast. You don't pod- understand standing and not dr- knocking over all the beers. Musings of a Geek podcast network, which is at musingsofageek.com. You can also find us on the Danger Entertainment Network at dangerentertainment.net. We are on Geek Life Radio, uh, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, pretty much all sorts of podcast places. Uh, you like anything you heard on this, including that Star Wars game, you can pick it up on our Amazon banner at musingsofageek.com. It's not some Star Wars game. Star Wars Risk. Star Wars Risk uh, on the Amazon banner. Also, uh, if you want an uh, audiobook, we do have an Audible banner. You get one free download from Musings of a Geek. Also, uh, buy swag. There is a swag button on the website. Is there anything else for this episode, Desmond? Yes. What's that? I don't know. I just wanted to waste more time. All right. Thank you, everybody, for 100 great episodes, and stay geeky, my friends. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek podcast network. Stay geeky, my friends.